Hello and welcome to BJGP Interviews. I'm Nada Khan and I'm one of the associate editors of the BJGP. Thanks for taking the time today to listen to this podcast. Today, we talk to Dr. Alex Hodkinson, who is an NIHR Senior Research Fellow within the NIHR Patient Safety Translational Research Centre at the University of Manchester. We're going to discuss the paper he's written here in the BJGP, alongside his colleagues, which is titled The Association of Strong Opioids and Antibiotic Prescribing with GP Burnout, a Retrospective Cross-Sectional Study. So thanks, Alex, for discussing this paper with us here today. I suppose I wanted to start by framing it in the sense that opioid prescribing is a major health issue and has been highlighted a lot in the press, especially with the opioid crisis in the States. And this paper also tackles another area of prescribing importance, and that is antibiotic prescribing and increasing resistance. And then this paper takes another step and looks further at prescribing behaviours of GPs. Can you correct? Yeah. Can you talk us through the main research question you wanted to answer in this study? Yeah, sure. So um, it's been well documented now. The evidence base is quite strong, showing that prevalence rates of burnout are ranging between sort of six to thirty-three percent amongst GPs. And there was a systematic review published in the BJGP last year showing that evidence. And there's also an increasing strong evidence base showing a strong. Um, internationally that the wellness positions including gps have been showing a, a large association with poor quality of care outcomes and including medication and, and prescribing errors and so we've shown this actually in one of our reviews that was published last year in the bmj was showed a, a twofold increase in the association of physician burnout with patient safety incidents but there's been a, a, a bit of a caveat with some of the reviews and the evidence from cross-sectional studies is that a lot of the, the a lot of the outcome data, the patient safety incidents often tend to be self-reported, um, and, and the patient safety data is reported by doctors. So there's a potential bias there that could creep in in terms of you know whether some GPs actually have feel the safety and, and the culture is right to report certain patient safety incidents, or they might feel under pressure not to report certain incidents. So what we wanted to try and do is overcome that barrier with this study and try to look at linking uh, occupational well-being factors, including burnout, with actual GP prescription data. Um, so that's what we did. We were able to access the prescription data from the RCGP Research Surveillance Network, which is a, a large primary care database system in the UK. Uh, they collect roughly data from over 700, uh, 1,700 general practices, uh, including over 4 million uh, patients. I think that those data might be larger now. And we just had Nick Thomas here last week talking about the uh, RSC and the different data. So it's great to see, see it in action in this paper. <laughs> yeah. So the data is very rich. It's very similar to kind of the, the same kind of primary care record data you get from CPRD, uh, FIN in the UK as well. Um, so using these data, we were able to link the, the survey data that we surveyed during the same time period, the four-month cohort period, where we were asking, I think there was seven questions in relation to occupational well-being questions. So the emotional exhaustion, depersonalization, these were both part of the burnout component, the MASHLAC burnout inventory. And we also asked other questions such as job satisfaction, diagnostic uncertainty, work-life balance, and um, yeah, presenteeism, so sickness from, from the workplace. 
So with all of these occupational well-being factors, we're able to link these directly to the prescription data. And the way we did that was quite a novel, uh, fancy approach, really, was that we had to calculate a practice-weighted score. So based on these occupational well-being factors, emotional exhaustion, for instance, at the practice level, we may have had, say, five or six GPs that responded from that practice. We had to calculate an average weighted score, which enables us to link it to the prescription data. The question really of what we wanted to investigate based on the interventions was, and we, we chose opioids and antibiotics as the interventions of, of, of focus. These are obviously both um, important high policy priority targets, not just in the UK, but internationally as well. So opioids have a lot of potential misuse, uh, prolonged use in patients that have been prescribed opioids, which can lead to the over-dependence on, on their use. And obviously, we know the problem with antibiotics. We've got you know, up to 20 to 23% of overprescribing of antibiotics. Both of these interventions are really key. And what we really wanted to do with this paper was look at the association of potentially hazardous prescribing, so overprescribing of both strong opioids and antibiotics with these occupational wellbeing factors to see how they could impact on, on the overprescribing element. So that was the key, key aims of, of the paper, really, what we're hoping to achieve. Yeah, so so this was a, a cross-sectional study of 67 practices from the Research and Surveillance Centre data and included data from over 40,000 patients. Let's just come on to some of the main findings. So you've talked about the different medications and what you're looking at. What were the findings relating to strong opioid prescribing and the different measures of burnout and working hours as well? Yeah, so in terms of the occupational well-being factors, we found that there was a uh, 1.2 risk increase in emotional exhaustion amongst GPs being associated with higher uh, opioids prescribing. And we also found that there was uh, an increase in GPs feeling detached from the workplace, so depersonalisation, with uh, an increase in 1.1 increased risk of opioid prescribing, higher opioid prescribing. And lower job satisfaction amongst the GPs was 1.3 times higher in higher opioids prescribing. And intention to leave uh, the workplace within five years, which was the, the outcome for retention, we found that it was a 1.3 increased risk of higher opioids prescribing uh, in GPs with higher intention to leave factors. Okay. And then coming on to the antibiotic prescribing data, what were the findings here about prescribing and the different burnout measures? Yeah, so we, we did find quite similar findings. Um, there was an increased risk of emotional exhaustion, again, uh, 1.2, similar to exactly the same as the opioid prescribing rates. And we also found that there was a 1.2 risk of GPs feeling detached in the workplace of higher antibiotic prescribing. And lower job satisfaction amongst general practitioners had a 1.1 increased risk of uh, higher antibiotic prescribing and intention to leave was associated with a 1.4 increased risk of higher antibiotic prescribing. And I think in both of those medication groups, you also looked at working hours as well and found some interesting results relating to longer working hours and prescribing behaviours. Yeah, that's correct. So we were able to get the practice level FDE, which is similar to kind of the QOF, I think they call it, is a quarterly kind of measure. 
And so this showed that for both interventions, there was a statistically significant increased risk of prescribing for both interventions. And we also looked at region comparison of comparing north compared to south and deprivation of the practice. And we found that both uh, more deprived practices in the north of England were more likely to prescribe more antibiotics and uh, opioids compared to the south of, of England. Yeah, so I was going to touch on those regional differences in prescribing. So as you mentioned, the north of England, was pres- the GPs there were prescribing differently. And, you know, these findings seem pretty relevant in today's NHS, where general practice is facing a recruitment and retention crisis. And you've highlighted your previous research in this area, looking at the increase in burnout and patient safety incidents. Um, what do these results tell us about doctor burnout and quality of care to patients? Yeah, so I think one of the main sort of implications from the paper, the message really was that that then, you know, there's a certain need for push of policies at a more kind of practice-based level. So looking more at kind of practice-embedded wellbeing programs is something that we should be focusing on. And it tends to be a lot in the past we focused more on kind of external support systems and individual wellness programs that that focus on the individual itself. And I think this can also run in line with improving some of the kind of medication safety improvement strategies as well moving forward, because the medication improvement strategy currently is focusing more on, I think, individual patients that are most at risk, as opposed to the practices and the GPs themselves. So more of a shift to focusing on, on that as a, as a priority aspect, you know, on a practice level problem is something that is is quite and I know the BJGP has published quite a lot of research in the past in this. They've looked at cross-sectional surveys recently by some of my colleagues in Leeds. Uh, they're able to to show that practice wellness programs could be much more much more healthy in terms of workplace environment and improving not just patient care but also the quality of, of, of patient safety as well. Do you have any thoughts about why this is happening? Why do you think burnt out GPs are prescribing differently? Yes, I think there's a lot of pressures that are factored into the workplace. Um, you know, I think there's there's a lot of talk about healthier workplace environments is something that is a problem. Workloads as well is clearly a big problem in the UK at the minute, um, working hours. And actually, it's quite interesting when I presented the work at SAPSI last year, this work, having spoken to a lot of GPs there, a lot of the discussions were particularly work working hours related and lack of meeting with each other and, and having sort of discussions, weekly discussions that they perhaps used to have, but they don't perhaps have anymore. And so one example was I think one of the GPs mentioned that they have two sessions a day working in the practice and they usually tend to target, I think it was around about 12 to 15 consultations. So if they tend to go over that kind of limit, it tends to be a, a kind of tipping point that might affect their kind of exhaustion and and, and sort of mental uh, well-being state in, in, in the workplace. So that's something that I think certainly working hours is clearly correlated with this issue and that affects not just the individual but the practice level as a whole as well. Mm, and, you know, I can think of practices, for instance, that might have very long duty lists. So you're not seeing just 12 or 15 patients, but you might be speaking to 40 or 50 patients in an afternoon yeah, session. Yeah. Um, and certainly there may be different prescribing behaviours amongst those types of clinics as well. Mm. Yeah. So you've talked a bit about um, the changes that are needed, perhaps at a policy level. But what do you think the message could be for 
individual practicing GPs? Or do you think that this is something that does need to be dealt with at a higher level and isn't something that individual GPs should be thinking about necessarily? Yeah, I think it's certainly something that can be through the more of an organizational level, I think, individual organization level, because we discussed this whether there's a, a hierarchical approach that could work, but we think that every practice have its has its own individual problems. And so perhaps understanding more about what those individual problems are and needs, that's something that developing these wellness programs for that practice is is perhaps more effective in, in that kind of environment rather than sort of a, a more kind of structural level, I think. Yeah, and it's interesting that the next iteration of QAF will include something about practice well-being as well. So it'll be interesting to see if that has any meaningful impact on GP well-being and burnout as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just a really interesting study bringing together different aspects of what's happening in general practice in terms of looking at workforce issues, patient safety and prescribing. So it's been really great to hear more about this this study today. Um, and I think that's probably a great place to wind things up. But I just wanted to say thanks very much for taking the time to speak to us. Great. Thank you, Nada. That's fantastic. And thank you all very much for your time here and for listening to this podcast. The original research article is published on bjgp.org and the show notes and podcast audio are at bjgplife.com. This research that we've discussed here with Alex is suggesting that increasing pressures on GPs is having an effect on prescribing behaviour. And as Alex mentioned, previous research that his team has done has also highlighted the impact on patient safety. So it's given me a lot of food for thought around this area. Great to hear more about this. So thanks again, Alex, and thank you for listening. Bye.